Hello and welcome to another episode of Gratitude Talks. I know I promised to have a few guests on my podcast. However, as I'm currently recording my podcast episodes during quarantine, it has been a little hard and I am working on a little something behind the scenes to make it possible without all the technical difficulties. So hold on tight. Hopefully I shall be having more guest speakers on the podcast soon. Um, anyways, today I have my very first guest speaker on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I am super honoured and excited to welcome TikTok sensation, creative content maker and entrepreneur, my sister, Avi. Hi guys. Firstly, thank you Avi so, for coming on Gratitude Talks today. And for the people that don't really know you that well, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Avani. My family and friends know me as Avi. I'm a second year university student and I'd like to call myself a Netflix enthusiast. My favourite programme right now on Netflix probably has to be Tiger King. I'm absolutely obsessed with how crazy it is. And my daily life consists of just studying, meditating, working out and I've been obsessed with recording TikTok videos during this quarantine period, which has been fun. I do have an unpaid part-time job, which is constantly stealing my sister's clothes and annoying her. <laughs> but, you know, no, on a serious note, I do genuinely love her. You're such a mel, oh my God. <laughs> but, you know, being sisters, we both have always been really, really close. And I think, do you know, one major component to that has definitely got to be the fact that we have... Um, a two-year age difference gap between us and don't get me wrong we literally fight like cats and dogs over the most dumbest things ever like the other day when you came downstairs in this like super cute outfit and I complimented you on the top and I said it looked really familiar and you just didn't say a word I was (laughs) like you're so sly next thing you know I've come upstairs into my wardrobe and it's magically disappeared (laughs) (laughs) and it's shit like that that we literally argue over and then next thing you know we're back to being besties again like you know it's so much fun because it's like having a sister but also a best friend all in one so yeah i think best friend's a bit of um an overstatement but you know what we ain't really boys like that (laughs) okay all right enough now um okay growing up our childhood as far back as I can remember, has always been quite normal. And we've been brought up with a lot of love and respect and we're both very family-oriented girls. And I think that's something that's been instilled from us from quite young and something that we take pride in even up till date. Now, like, do you remember when mum used to dress us up in, like, matching outfits and make us twins? And in, like, all our childhood photos of, like, events and stuff, we're literally wearing the exact same outfit. How cringy is that? (laughs) But now, imagine me wearing the exact same outfit as you now. Oh, hell no. That's not happening. You want to be me secretly. Um, Okay. What would you say is your most distinct or most favourite memory of growing up? See, we have so many memories that it's really hard to just pick out a few. But I remember when we were younger, oh my God. Uh, Well, I mean, we did have some crazy memories whereby, like, I threw you down the stairs one time, you had a concussion, I (laughs) hit a spade. 
on your hair we were going to the seaside and I sat quietly and mum was like what did you do and I was just like yep I'm in trouble <laughs> no but we we did really crazy things when we were younger I remember we used to have this swing set when when we were well five six years old and we'd go out and then we'd we'd play on this swing set and sing Bollywood songs like from Kalhona Ho, Kabi Kushi Kabi Gum like oh we were embarrassing and if you're Asian you know like growing up like Kabi Kushi Kabi Gum was the movie and it was the one remember when we used to make up dances to Bola Julia like we actually danced to it mum made us do Bollywood dancing <laughs> thanks mum if you're listening to this and one more thing for sure and everyone knows this I am super, 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 super protective over you. And like growing up, any beef that you had or any problem that you had was automatically my problem and my fight. I would literally hurt anyone who hurt you. And I remember so many memories where I've got in trouble for you or I've taken one for the team. (laughs) And like, don't get twisted. It's still the same now. And, you know, I will always be there to protect you. But... I'm not all up in your grill as I was before because I feel like you're mature enough to hold yourself down and hold your own battles or whatever it might be. And we respect each other's boundaries, so it's good. No, 100%. I agree. You've always been like the warrior of the family. If I've had any issues or arguments with people, you've always been the first to resolve it and pretty much scare everyone away. (laughs) Listen, I think another thing that adds to that as well is our personalities. Like, we're so we're so similar yet so different at the same time and I've always well I always come across as the super mature one and always taking that older sibling role whereas you've always been like the class clown or the joker of the family and you honestly don't mind making a fool of yourself exactly I mean that's probably one of the reasons that my TikTok blew up during this whole quarantine season I mean there was a video which I posted that hit over 1 million views and it was of you working out and me eating Jaffa cakes and that contrast just shows you our types of personalities <laughs> no you're 100% right like our personalities are so distinct so we literally do everything together like my friends are Abby's friends and Abby's friends are my friends so whenever they're like whenever there's like any motives or plans we're usually together both of us and it's such a good thing no exactly and I think it's one of those things whereby because the way we are and how our friends energies are they all match perfectly so when we have like gatherings and everybody comes together there's no social awkwardness or any like Mm. nobody one friendship groups on one side another one's on another everyone like just gets so gets on so well yeah you know that saying it's like you're your tribe is your vibe or your vibe is your tribe or something like that like everyone is on a good energy level so we all get on like a house on fire it's it's amazing i love it okay let's cut to the chase this morning we were actually discussing a topic that isn't spoken about as much as it should in society well we feel like anyways and i remember when we were both modeling a few years ago um we originally started on a different ends of the modeling industry i was more asian bridal and editorial based whilst avi was working more within mainstream and contemporary modeling industry and it was fun and we both faced challenges in that industry i mean when i was modeling uh, i definitely outgrew it at one point because the modeling industry definitely has its pros and cons 
Uh, well, when I actually started modeling, I was 16 years old. So I was very young and I joined through a modeling agency. And the reason I joined was to improve my self-confidence. Yeah. And, and that was a big thing at the time. And I remember like so distinctly, like the challenges that I faced, one of them being we had to have we had to have a shoot done one day and it was a polaroid shoot so you had to either be in your underwear or be in a bikini i chose to be in a bikini because it was more comfortable for me and i remember at this point i was 16 years old at my skinniest and i felt so uncomfortable i cannot explain like they were measuring my waist they were measuring my height they were taking pictures yeah. and of like how thin i was and at the point I was like wait what like there was a girl that went in front of me and she her body was oh my god I cannot tell you how perfect and amazingly structured it was and I was like I can't compete I can't even compete with this and even though I was a model I felt like I was never enough yeah do you know what I actually distinctly remember um, both us speaking about this topic at the time and my experience was also a little similar. I originally started off doing some bridal makeup shoots for makeup artists. I was only 17 at the time. Um, shout out to Shanara and Mahima, by the way, by far the most amazing and most professional makeup artist that I have ever worked with till date. Um, I felt so comfortable working with them. Um, anyways, uh, there were certain makeup artists within that industry at the time that I worked with who would make me who would make me feel so uncomfortable in so many different ways. I then got scouted by a big Asian bridal magazine. I'm not going to say the name, but I'm sure many of you know the magazine. It's a massive Asian bridal magazine. And I did go for a test shoot. And I remember doing some headshots and body shots, as we all do. Um, once again, like Avi, I was also at my most skinniest, being a size six. And yet I didn't feel comfortable in my body. I felt really ugly in comparison to all the other models that were there at the time, also doing their test shoot. Um, this experience on a whole was so uncomfortable. I also remember being the most dark, darkest coloured model there, um, Asian model there. This magazine lacked so much diversity um by the way this was back in the day so at that time i know they've made a few improvements as time has gone on and they have introduced more diverse models but in that moment and at that time i was possibly the most darkest asian girl model there and don't get me wrong they were all beautiful girls but majority of these models were actually european uh european or light-skinned light-skinned women and I just don't feel like that dictates or that actually represents what that Asian bridal magazine is all about um it just all got a little bit too much for me and I didn't in the end actually pursue any of that you know what this actually does really remind me of so I remember once me and Jussie we did a, a shoot for a makeup artist I'm not gonna mention her name either but I remember so we went in and as soon as we came went came through the door she was like okay let's do Jussie's hair and makeup first. I was like, okay, it's a bit weird, but okay. She did her makeup, and I remember her using a foundation shade that was ten times like lighter than her actual skin tone, and she's quite olive toned. But this was like pink tones, like proper. Oh my god, I looked ashy, didn't I? I looked like Casper the Ghost. 
it was so bad and so okay she saved the best till last clearly because <laughs> when she was doing mine i swear to god she used foundation that was 10 times darker than my skin tone and i remember coming out of this and it it was just i was just like this isn't me i was yeah. like i was like i'm not gonna stand here and be discriminated because i look a little bit darker than you and i was like why is it that because my sister is a little bit lighter than me that she gets the privilege to go first she gets the privilege to to get her hair and makeup done spend more time on her mm. and for me because i'm because i'm darker that i'm not perceived as being pretty or being yeah. an ideal asian bride like i didn't understand that and it really did make it really did hit me that day and i remember coming back home and coming to my mom and i cried to her and i said mom i'm not doing this anymore i was like i'm i'm not doing this because for my own sanity I'm not doing it. Yeah, no, you're right. And it really did take a knock-on effect on, like, your self-esteem and confidence. And I remembered that too. I felt the discrimination. And I think, by far, my worst experience was when I did a collaboration with this big Instagram blogger with a very large following who has his own clothing line. And he asked for me to um, do a collaboration. And on the day of the shoot... I so vividly remember this and I will never forget our interaction and the way that he spoke to me about women. He objectified them and sexualized them in conversation, which was the complete opposite to our original interaction over emails. And it was at that point that I literally walked out of that shoot in absolute tears. And I was so, so upset that someone had spoken to me like that. And it was just the whole situation was so distressing and horrible. I actually remember that day when you came home and you were absolutely distraught by it. And it's crazy to think that people that have such a large following are able to exploit young girls like that. It's just disgusting. No, I, I'm not even going to lie. The modelling industry in general has its pros and cons and... I know that right now as we're talking, we're focusing more so on the cons, but I think it's so important to do all your research and make sure you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. The industry on its like on a whole, from my experience, exploits young girls and we've experienced it firsthand. Um, some of the major tips to anyone and everyone, ex young girls and boys especially, who's even thinking about or considering going into the modelling industry, just please, 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 please remember that you are entitled to get paid for your time. And I'm aware that some girls do shoots for free. Um, and if that's what you really want to do, that is totally fine. But when I was going through this, I made sure that certain contracts were drawn up and I was also paid, you know, whether that's me being paid for my time, my travel, my food, I'm just so glad that me and Avi were quite screwed on from a young age. Like we would always have a contract drawn, drawn up beforehand. And if you are underage, it's so, so important for the agency, makeup artist, magazine company or whoever it is you're working for to have your parents' permission. And I think if I'm correct, your parents also have to accompany you on shoots. Is that right, Avi? 
Yeah, when I was 16 and I joined the, the modelling agency, mum came with me to my shoots. Mum mm, yeah, signed the paperwork and mum actually had to read all of the terms and conditions before signing up for it too. Yeah, and I 100% agree with this because I feel like it's the most practical and the most safest way to do this. Um, by the way, I know that we have focused majority of this conversation on the cons or the negatives of the modelling industry from our experience anyway but this isn't to call out anyone in particular and we both have actually worked with some really amazing professional people along the way and it's been such a smooth and fun process and we've had so much fun doing this as well and yeah it's not to discredit any of them I guess the whole point of this conversation is just to discuss the darker side to it all and yeah we've experienced it firsthand yeah I mean definitely like I have really enjoyed modeling at one point but I think there was just a point where I kind of outgrew it and I realized my passions lied within something else um I think as I've gotten older and become more mature I've realised that I've got more talents and I don't have to just be a pretty face. I have, I'm very creative. I've learnt that I'm very entrepreneurial. I've recently started up my own business. And if one door closes, it doesn't mean that many other doors aren't going to open up for you. I think you actually summed that up quite beautifully. And you briefly touched upon an entrepreneurial mindset. And I know you are launching your business soon. Is that something you want to talk about? Or is that something you want to keep a bit hush-hush for the moment? I think for this exact moment, I'm not really going to go into the details of the business. As I as it is going to be released soon, hopefully. Fingers crossed if everything works well. God willing. But um, I can talk about a bit more about having an entrepreneurial mindset. So having an entrepreneurial mindset is about thinking outside of the box. Um, There's a saying whereby people say, be a shepherd, don't be a sheep. If everybody's moving towards a mass market and following one thing, don't be that person. You You can create your own thing. You can do whatever you please. You can think out of the box and do whatever you please. And that's exactly what having an entrepreneurial idea is about it's about finding a problem and finding a solution to that problem that nobody has else has even thought about honestly thank you so much avi for coming on this episode today it has been really interesting to have this conversation with you i feel like we've addressed a lot of different things without even realizing and it's just been a beautiful conversation to have especially considering the topic is so close to both of our hearts um yeah Just to wrap this up real quick, what is something that you are grateful for today? One thing that I'm grateful for today is the support and love that I've received from my family and close friends for starting up my business. Um, Another one would probably be the fact that I'm grateful for having a shelter over my head. I'm grateful for having food to eat and I'm grateful for having just family and friends in general. (laughs) Yeah, you're, you're right. And it really is the simple things in life that matter the most. And today I am super grateful for having you as my sister. So thank you. 
And I want to say a massive thank you to you all for listening to this episode today. And I really, really appreciate all the love and support that everyone has shown me since the launch of my podcast. I'm sending lots of love and positivity your way. Stay tuned for another episode of Gratitude Talks.